Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Given to us from heaven. So I just want to glorify God for giving me my son that we have prayed for, and God has answered our prayers, and I have a, a boy. So we just want to really glorify God for that. So I just want to encourage you that as you pray, God answers prayers. But uh, <laughs> so I just want to glorify God for that. A second testimony is from Sister Prudence. So I'd like us to uh, clap our hands as Sister Prudence comes up to share her testimony. Hallelujah. My name is Prudence Godu. I want to glorify God uh, for answering prayers. In 2014, I applied for my PRP and... um, in 2017, I received a rejected letter that I couldn't qualify for the PRP. <clears throat> a PRP is a permanent residence permit. <laughs> so, in, um, I work in the Department of Education. So, in um, 2016, I started receiving letters. In 2016, my TRP, that is my temporary residence permit, I expired, so when I applied for my PRP, it was with the intention that by 2016, my PRP will be out. That was two years. But in 2016, it expired. Then I started receiving letters from the Department of Education that I'm working illegally in the Department of Education, and they are going to chuck me out, uh, or else I was going to have my salary frozen. So from 2016... I remember I gave a testimony the other time that I'm working in the department, but my salary is still coming. My permit expired in 2016. That was last year. So for two years, I've been working with my permit expired, taking those letters that I've been receiving. I think I received about four letters from the department saying that they are freezing my salary, but it never happened. I've been taking those letters, and I told Rev D, I told also Bishop, They prayed for me and assured me that they are not going to raise my salary. So I've been using those letters every time when I'm praying and showing them to God that, God, you gave me uh, this job. You actually called me from somewhere to get this job. So I'm not going to have my salary uh, uh, frozen. And then the other thing is um, I also received a letter of permanence, being a permanent uh, civil servant. That was in 2016. So a few weeks later, that's when I started receiving those letters. So I just want to encourage someone and give glory to God that God answers prayers. If you keep on praying, don't give up because God is a hearing God. We are not serving a dead God. Amen. Amen. Continue clapping those hands as we welcome Sister Mininox to come and testify as well. Please continue clapping those hands and encourage her. Hallelujah, Bazalwani. Ninjani. Amen. Um, glory be to God. Uh, my first testimony is that I never thought that people would clap hands for me when I come to school. Okay, um, guys, I just want to give thanks, glory to God. I mean, he's an amazing God. My first testimony is that, is to just tell people that, guys, we must really believe in the prophecies of our prophet. A um, few months ago, Urefdi told me that he was sitting there just before he came on stage. And um, I don't remember what happened. And he just turned to me and said, you are going to have your job soon. And then I said, Rev, I'm looking for school. <laughs> so, and then some, some other time later, 
he also told me in down, downstairs, I came to Sunday school, I had come to see El Pitela, and then he told me that, oh, you will receive your job soon, your job is coming soon. And exactly a month from that day, so I received it that time, I said, I received the job. And then exactly a month later, I got my job. So I just want to say thank you to Jesus. My other testimony, being in church, you get testimonies coming, guys. Okay. So my other testimony is a miracle man testimony. I'm Rachel. <laughs> so when I just want to encourage people to believe in the prophecies that Bishop Dex says. When he says, lift up your phone, receive miracle money, believe it. Okay. I also believe it. So sometimes I'll say, ah, but this man is saying we must receive money on our phone. Where, where will it come from for me? And the miracle money I'm talking about is not the money I'm receiving at my job. It's money that people are just dashing me and it's in thousands. I just want to say glory to God. Amen. Go, I'll pre- 
preach what I have to preach, have the maximum impact, yeah. Will you go where you have to go? Will you preach what you have to preach, have the maximum impact, yeah. I'll go where I gotta go, preach what I gotta preach, have the maximum impact, yeah. Maximum impact, yeah. I'll go where I have to go. I'll preach what I have to preach. Have the maximum impact, There's no one else. 
Round of applause. It's that time that we have all been waiting for. I told you that our father, our prophet, our pastor, and our friend, Reverend Daniel Halley, is in the house. We join your heart. Be up on our feet and welcome Reverend Daniel Halley. Shabbat, hallelujah, Barak. Praise the Lord, 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 Yahweh. before the word of God is not bad. Wow. Lift your hands and let us pray. Father, thank you for this blessed opportunity in your presence. Mighty Holy Spirit, visit us in a wild way today. Speak to everybody under the sound of my voice. Let nobody leave this place without direction. In the name of Jesus humble myself and I say, Lord, more of you and less of me. To you be glory. To you be praise. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. You may be seated. Wow. Somebody say amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see you all on a Sunday morning. 
I believe we will be blessed. Amen. Amen. One more time, I'd like to introduce our brother Ralph. I'm sure you all know him. He's come all the way to, from New Zealand for this morning's service. It's, it's not a simple thing. I mean, if you can imagine, you are just coming from Pelham. You still came late. Um, you know. But Ralph, you're welcome. How's life in New Zealand? He's in New Zealand to plant a church. Hallelujah. You'll also be sent out somewhere. Amen. Amen. Also, before I share something with you, I would like to announce the blessing of marriage for our brother Terence and our sister Prudence. If you don't mind, please stand so that they can see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wave at them, please. Wave at them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wonderful. They are blessing. They are blessing their marriage on the 22nd of April, which is two Sundays from now. Hallelujah. Wonderful. God bless you. You may be seated. So, if any of you have any just cause why these two may not be joined in holy matrimony, please come and see me with Claude. Claude, please stand up. Come and see me with Claude immediately after the service. And let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Thank you. Yeah. Wonderful. No, I'm serious. If you have any just cause, why these two may not be joined together in holy matrimony. Come and see Claude and I after their service. Yeah, and then we'll take it from there. Make sure that you go past Abby with her gun first. Then you come and see me. Hallelujah. There'll be many marriages in the church. You have a wedding in the church. Wonderful. Well, let me share with you something very little for half an hour, and then we will go home. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 8. We're reading a familiar scripture in verse 28. Bible says that, for we know that all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Amen. I see things working for your good. Things are going to work out for you. You know, I'm excited about the testimonies they gave. Um, Prudence's testimony. Very fantastic testimony, you know. If you've never been there, you never understand. You know, but it's a very powerful. I was surprised that you guys were sitting there like that and not clapping. I was very surprised. But yet again, I realized that you don't understand yeah do you get it but very very powerful testimony Claude écoutez moi very powerful testimony yeah so and then of course the second one Minnie Knox she said they were clapping for her but actually they were clapping for me you just happen to be coming at the same time but it's all good I mean there was a clapping at that time I mean there's no uh, forensic evidence to show whether the clap was for me or for her. So, according to your faith. Hallelujah. I remember my wife telling me about her testimony. I mean, before, she had the testimony before the thing played out. She kept sending my wife messages that this is what I had said and it will come to pass. And she had already claimed things. Hey, better things are coming your way. I said the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will happen to you. Bible says that we know that all things work together for good. I am, I, I am standing here not only out of the good things I have gone through or the good things that have happened to me, but also even here that I'm standing is as a result of something very evil that happened to me that brought me to where I am standing. This, this spot, maybe not here, but here. Yeah, something very evil. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, Tyler, that 
all things, we know this, this is a fact, that all things, whether good, life is full of good, bad, and ugly. There was a famous movie called The Good, The Bad, and how many of you have seen it? No, it will show you how old you are. Okay, it's a classic. If you got a short, short, don't talk. Very nice movie. Everybody has seen it before, apart from you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's a Macané movie. It's part of the movies you must watch if you are in the church. That Rambo 2, Rambo 2, and then um, Taken. One, two, three. You must watch all of them. And now, of course, Wakanda. Yeah, the Black Panther. Well, so like I was saying, life is full of the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the Bible says that all these things put together works for good, according to the word of God. But it works for a certain group of people. It says for them that love God and them that are called according to his purpose. The Bible is littered with blessings and good things. Now, the reason why we don't see these things happening in our lives is because we are not ready to meet the terms and conditions that go with the blessings. You can live a life where when even something bad happens, you know that at the end, you will be on top. May you end up on top. When the, Satan, when the devil tries to put you under, may you end on top. Even when it looks like you are going down, may you end as the winner. Yesterday we watched a classic game. When Manchester United were down by two goals, everybody thought it was over. But this scripture was true. At the end, we ended on top. Yeah. So when Satan thinks he has given you the biggest blow, may you still stand up and hold the victory flag. Now, what are the conditions that come with this blessing that we have seen? The Bible says that, number one, for those who love the Lord, and as for loving the Lord, we will all say we love the Lord. When I ask you, do you love the Lord? I mean, do you love the Lord or you love Satan? Everybody will say, I love the Lord. Even Satan will say, I love the Lord. Yeah. But the second condition is what we can see on the outside, which is those who are called according to his purpose. So to enjoy this, we all must meet that condition of the call of God. So this morning, in a few moments, I want to share with you five facts about the call of God. Five facts about the call of God. There are reasons why many of us are not fulfilling the call of God for our lives. Either we don't know that we are called or we don't know about the call. Hallelujah. So quickly, five facts. This is a quick Bible race and we are done. Hallelujah. Facts number one. Many are called. This is a fact. Matthew 22 verse 12, the Bible, verse 14, the Bible says, For many are called, but few are chosen. The Bible says that many people are called. Now, imagine if you were God trying to save a world of 7 billion people, you would not just call a few people to get the job done. Depending on the size of the job and the amount of labor needed and the manpower needed. And this is the biggest job in the world, trying to save 7 billion people from going to hell. Now, to start with, these 7 billion, as soon as they are born, they are on their way to hell. It's not by anything they even do. They are born into a system that is taking them to hell. They are born into sin. They are born in sin. So they are just destined to go to hell. So as we are dedicated Enoch, as he is born, he is born into sin. Now it is somebody's duty to ensure that he does not go to hell. 
So if things are left to themselves, the baby will just grow up and go to hell. And when I came to church, Pastor said, my baby is going to hell. Please, be serious. Be serious on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Back to what I was saying. So, if you were God, you will not choose a small group. Forget about the world, because sometimes the world is very far. Peter Marisbeck, just here. The city of choice, is it? Yeah, just Peter Marisbeck. If God is trying, you were God and you are trying to save Peter Marisbeck, you can't call only one person. I have called my son, Bishop Larry, to save the whole of Peter Marisbeck. It cannot work. All of us have a certain capacity we can hold. So, since God knows that, he has called a lot of people. So, the Bible says, many are called. As I'm preaching to you, many of you are called. The bulk of you are called. A large number of you are called. Oh, but Pastor Daniel, I think you are the one. Because when your mother came and someone said, get back to you, you were holding a Bible and the Bible had been turned to Psalm 23 and John 3, 16. So I'm very certain that you are called. Yes, I know I'm called, but you are also called. I said you are also called. You are also called. When I said things will work for your good, you were happy. This is the condition. This is the condition. This is the condition. And the Bible says large numbers. So many of us are wallowing around and playing around with a call of God upon our lives. You see, when you choose to waste your life and destroy your life, you can say, oh, but it is my life. But you are also destroying the call of God on your life. And that call being on your life also means that other people's lives depend on you. Yeah. Sometimes you don't understand the gravity of your actions. That other people's, I, I don't live a certain type of life because other people's lives depend on me. Yeah, other people's lives depend on me. Even when I go on this type of roller coasters and this, I always think, hey, some people's lives depend on me. It's just that I want to go for it. <laughs> yeah, we are going to make Moses Mabida to go and jump one of these days. Yeah. But... People, no, don't worry. My wife and spa, they'll be watching Melanie and I jump in Moses Mabida. Amen. Spectators, and we'll be jumping. But listen, we don't do certain things because people, the call of God is upon our lives. And people's lives depend on us. Yeah. Many of us here tonight, this, this morning, the probability that you are not called is very slim. Very slim. The fact that you are even here today to hear this message is a confirmation that you are called. It's time to rise up and fulfill that call of God upon your life. Pastor, fact number two. Pastor, are you saying that all of us have to be pastors? Is that the call? Not necessarily. If all of you are pastors, it's not bad. It's also not a bad idea. It's also good. Because there are more people in the city. But there's a call, fact number two. There's a call for fruitfulness. Or a call to fruitfulness. A call. God has called us to be fruitful. Or to a life of fruitfulness. Or to bring forth fruit. John 15, 16. In John 15, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he's telling them, listen. You are no longer servants because servants, you don't tell them secrets. But you are now my friends because I've told you all the secrets. Verse 30 says, greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friend. Now, if your neighbor is sleeping, tell your neighbor, this pastor is too anointed for you to sleep. Tell, tell your neighbor, please, I'm giving you 10 seconds to tell your neighbor, shake your neighbor, bring life into your neighbor. The pastor is too anointed for you to sleep. Beautiful. In verse 16, Jesus said, you have not chosen me. I have chosen you and ordained you that you should bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Then he shall ask anything of the father in my name and he will give it. God says that Jesus is saying that I have chosen you. And I've ordained you. 
when there was a lineup, who to choose? You didn't choose me, but I chose you. I'm so excited that God chose me. And the, this is very simple because we know, we, you see, we know our weaknesses. We know the things we do. We know the way we are. We will not choose ourselves. If God has cons- had consulted us to choose us, we will tell God you are making a mistake. You know, God was choosing Moses. And as he was choosing Moses, Moses was having an argument with him that you are choosing the wrong person. Do you know who I am? I've killed somebody. He said, there was a pastor and a brother was coming to date his daughter. And he said to the daughter, listen, he told to the guy, I've killed somebody before. Ne? No, I just want you to know. No, it's, it's, I'm not threatening you or anything, but I just want you to know that I have killed somebody before. Just for the record. Ne? You can date my daughter, but I just want you to know that I've killed somebody before. Yeah, and I've been to prison before. So you do what you like, but just know. Yeah. So that if anything occurs to you, yeah, some of you brothers, you mistreat their sisters. Go, by, by now, go and see. The father has killed somebody before. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, by the way. So Moses said to God, look, I've killed somebody before. If you don't know. And number two, I am a runaway. Uh, uh, I'm a wanted man. I'm a fugitive. And they are looking for me everywhere. So, me that you want to send as your pastor in Egypt or your missionary to Egypt. In Egypt, I'm like Osama bin Laden. They are looking for me. Wanted man. And that's why we don't, we will not, because you know yourself. You know the way you are. You know the way you can lie. I mean, sometimes you have Christians lie. I mean, I have realized that some of the people I deal with, they've lied so much that they believe that their lies are believable. I told you, when you believe your lie, that's madness. It's called delusions. That's called delusions. That's why you need medical assistance. assistance. But when you think you are so smart that you think that your lies are believable. When, of, when actually, now stop arguing. I don't know. I think I'm maturing or growing one of them. But now stop arguing. Anything you say, I agree. But you, I mean, so much you think that Leah, you think that the lie you are telling us is believable. The fact that we are smiling and looking at you, so you think it's believable. The reason we are smiling and looking at you is that we have stopped arguing because you are determined to live a lie. So, what's the use of what, to prove what point to who to you, maybe, but not to me? So, now I don't argue. And I say, Oh, eh, this hair is your hair, that's also very nice. That's all you're blessed. It's, oh, oh, that's also very nice. It's, oh, it's very nice. It's yours, ne? Oh, it's, oh, I started growing it when I was 80. Oh, really? Oh, so it took you nine years to grow. Oh, wow. It doesn't mean that we believe it. It's, no, we, we don't want to have arguments again. If at this your age, you still want us to argue with you, stop wasting our time. We'll spend it with somebody else who wants to listen. So you know the way you can lie. If God were to appear to you and say, Meshach, I am calling you. You want to tell God that God, no, not me. Because me, I have lied that I'm just one step away from entering into a delusion. Yeah, after that, I'll be institutionalized. Yeah. So don't call me. Call maybe um, Musa because he looks... um, yeah. I was preaching this in them. I said, even some of you will be in bed at this your age. When God comes to call you, check yourself. Say, hey, old girl like me, I'm wee-wee. God, why are you calling me? When I said, they all said, hey, just like what you are doing. I have gone, they were doing a marriage or a, a lobola. Then they told me they are killing a cow. That story amazed you, ne? They said they are doing a work. It's a Benzi or one of those good. So I asked, what is it for? They said, it's for a something. Tell your neighbor, it's for a something. I said, what are they doing? He said, no, we are doing something. So after further investigations, I was told that we are doing this sacrifice. They are killing a cow to the ancestors. So that when the girl goes to the husband, she won't wee-wee in bed. Old girl, old girl. 
she will we we in bed. So somebody like this, if you tell her that God has called her, she looks at her mattress with her we as oh no, God call somebody else, call somebody else. So Jesus said, I have chosen you and ordained you, which means I have endorsed you. I've put my seal on you. I've put my name behind you so that nobody can dispute it. Because you wouldn't choose yourself, but I have chosen you. God has actually chosen us and he has put his name on us. Yeah, he has put his name. That's why we are called men of God. We are men of God. God is like your first name is man, middle name of, then God's name, God. Ordained you, authenticated you, authenticated you. Why? So that you bring forth fruit. So God expects all of us who say we are called, and actually, like I said, many of us are called to bring forth fruit. So there's a call to fruitfulness. Now, fruitfulness is not playing the keyboard or playing the drums or singing hello. I'm the one you're looking for. Lord, I surrender to your call. Listen, that is not fruitfulness. That's singing. Let's, let's, let, let's not get it wrong. Lipondo, that is not it. Fruitfulness is by your activity, somebody joins the kingdom of God. That's fruitfulness. Simple and short. Nothing less than that. Stop deceiving yourself with things. Things that look low. You see, when the visitors come, I say you are welcome into the church. And I shake their hands at their back. And I take them to the corner and give them Coca-Cola and juice. It means that if somebody takes you out for a date, the person is also fruitful. Because the person takes you, buys food you eat, buys something for you to drink. And then at the end, you are happy. So, he's fruitful. And also sleeps with you in addition. That's extra fruitfulness. Yeah, very fruitful at KFC. Yeah. I'm saying that by our activities, somebody joins the, somebody becomes born again and joins the kingdom of God. That is fruitfulness. And Jesus said, I have called you. I have chosen you. I have endorsed you. I have ordained you that you bring forth fruit. Fact number three. Number three. Some people are called in a spectacular way. The call of God sometimes comes in a spectacle. Acts chapter 9, verse 3, Bible says, And as he journeyed, he came nigh unto Damascus. And suddenly a light shone round about from heaven, and he fell to the earth. And then he said, and he heard a voice saying, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said to him, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for you to kick against the pricks. And he said, what would you have me do, Lord? And the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the city, and it shall be shown unto you what thou would do. That's how Paul was called. He was riding his horse, going his donkey, going to Damascus. And suddenly, a mighty light came from heaven. Ace! And Bible said, when he saw the light, he fell down. And he heard a voice. And Jesus himself appeared to call him. He said, go into the city. We'll show you what you have to do. It's very fantastic. I don't think anybody can disobey such a call. When Jesus, and by the time he finished with Jesus, he was blind. He struck him with blindness. Straight. Everybody will pay such a call. Some calls are very dramatic. I remember clearly when Prophet Kakra said, when Jesus appeared to him. I mean, some of the things are so fantastic. Jesus appeared to him on the roof of his father's building. When he was praying. The heavens opened and he saw somebody as tall as from the earth into the skies. 
shining. And Jesus spoke to him. He said, when Jesus appeared, he started to laugh. <laughs> and when he started to the whole earth started to shake. Paul, when Jesus arrived, and he trembling and astonished. He started to tremble. He was astonished. Wow. I listened to this speech. I said, wow. What a vision. When will I have such a dramatic experience concerning the coming of God? But surprisingly, fact number four is that some people are also called in an ordinary way. Some people are called in an ordinary way. Ordinary way, without no, without Jesus appearing, without an angel. Mary was called, an angel came to Mary to call her, that come and give birth to Jesus. But some people are also called, they are called in an ordinary way. No angels, no lights, no lightning, no thunderings, no quakes. No, no drama. Now note that not everything that is spectacular is supernatural. And not everything that is supernatural is spectacular. Yeah. First Kings 19, we read from verse 11. The Bible says, and he said, go forth and stand upon the mountains before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And the mountains and a strong, great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Moses said to God, I want to see you. I will come and let's talk. And God said, don't worry, I'll come. Meet me at um, Long Market. I'll be there. So, he said, go and stand there, I'm coming. As he was standing, the Bible said that there was a strong wind. And this wind, it broke the, the rocks. It How many of you will, will, will think that, look, if God says I'm coming and you can see that all the buildings on this side are breaking down. It's likely to be God. God must be inside that thing that is because only God can come for these things to break. Bible says after the rocks finished breaking into pieces, God was not in it. God was not in there. You see the way when the president comes to parliament, they'll be saying, like that. Yes, they said the president is a lion. It's also good. Let him come. And they say it for everybody. They say it. They say it. They said it for Nelson Mandela. They said it for Tabo Mbeki. They said it for Halima Muklanti. They said it for Jacob Zuma. And they said it for the new one, Cyril Ramaphosa. They say it's coming. And usually when he's talking, you can't even hear what he's saying. He's just shouting. Okay, one day we'll understand. That is how to when God was coming. They were, it's like rocks were breaking down. But God was not in the rock. Bible says after the rock, Moses looked around, oh, Mr. God, where are you? No God. He was almost disappointed. Then there was an earthquake. The whole world was trembling. He said, oh, this one there, sure, surely God is here. After the rock finished break, the earth finished quaking. God was not there. Then fire also came. After the fire, no God. When God came, He just spoke softly, 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 still, small voice. Some, some of us are called by ordinary, just being the church. I thought you can be a pastor, you can be missionary. I said, okay. It's also powerful. And then I'm here today. No vision, nothing. No, no prophetic dream, nothing. Ordinary. Ordinary. 
Many of us are waiting to see visions before we know that God has called us. Look, let me tell you, one of the clear signs that you are called is the fact that you are in this church. I will explain to you, my time is over, but I will explain to you. This church is a pro-call church. What do I mean? It's a, we are into the call of God. We believe everybody must work for God. It's like you are in a school that they speak Afrikaans. You will speak Afrikaans. So if you are not going to do anything Afrikaans, you avoid that type of thing. Do you, do you understand? So the fact that you are in the school, whether you like it or not, you will speak Afrikaans. The fact that God allowed you to join this church is even a sign. It's not spectacular. It's not miraculous. It's not, it doesn't shake. It doesn't quake. It doesn't bend. It doesn't break. But it's God's call for your life. That's why you are able to stay in this church. Yeah. That's why you are able to stay in this church. We believe in blessings. We believe in miracles. And we have seen so many miracles. Yeah. This year I have got to do five things. Five things. At the beginning of the year. Four are done. It's left with only one. And we are just four months into, into the year. And even the fourth one is just a matter of, that's why I'm here. The fourth one, that's why I'm here today. By the time I finish today, we'll set it in motion. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm even seeing signs of the fourth one in Deban. Yeah. In Deban. I'm telling you. So we see miracles and we believe in miracles. But we believe that Everybody must do something for God. Fact number five. In fact, I've almost finished this. God calls us through our desires. God calls us through our desires. First Timothy 3, 1 Bible says, and this is a true statement. If any man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing. One of the ways the core operates is through what you desire. Yeah, you just desire to be around. Just desire to be in the church. Just desire to do something in the church. God has called you. He's, you just, he's just hooking you up with your desire. He's pulling you. He's drinking your veins. So that's why you see a brother very bad. Yesterday, I went to visitation in Popomeni. Look, Popomeni is different from this place. It's a real Popomeni place. The issues they deal with, they are real issues. So their pastor was telling me of a church member who he's trying to stabilize and the guy is this, that, that. I mean, if you want to see bad, capital B-A-D, color me bad, B-A-D, all in capitals. Look. And he was telling me, I said, that he can't put it. And I said, that's enough. That's all you need. Let him just keep calm. All these bad things... Look, I know there's, I mean, as I see you, I can see. I mean, I don't need a vision. I mean, you are here. You are an example that is true. I say you are, tell your neighbor, you are an example that is true. Yeah. I mean, how bad you are. We never fight with you. Because we too, how bad we are, God doesn't fight with us. We are just still around. You see, sometimes the, look. I have seen, if you want to see bad boys, you see, I mean, boys who are worse than my brother-in-law. Sorry. Bad boys. I said, one of these days, I'm going to preach to you about uh, the bad boys of the Bible. One day, a certain brother came to see me. He told me, Pastor, I can't stop this, my drinking that I'm drinking. Oh, I think that I'm not born again. Oh, I can't even bring that. I, I said, listen, listen, stop what you are saying. I said, have you heard of Noah? He said, yes. I said, Noah, Noah, he, you go, I asked him, where do you get the, the alcohol to drink? He said, I go and buy it. I said, then you are good. Because Noah, he started his own shebeen in his house. Bible says, and after the flood, Noah planted a garden and drank of it thereof. 
He never sent anybody go. He had a vineyard at the back of his house where he was manufacturing the incomod. He himself, he just do the incomod and he would drink it. You are talking about you go and drink Friday. I said, when? He said, oh, Friday and Saturday. I said, you are good. No why he was drunk all the time. <laughs> Listen. He, you see, and I understand because maybe Noah, because of the flood, he had been floating for a long time. So that, you know, when you're on the ship, it's like that. So when, after the flood, the ground was too stable for him. So he always needed to be. <laughs> yeah. I told him, stop, stop what you are saying. Noah is worse than you. And when we get to heaven, Noah will be sitting there. Don't come and talk about your drinking issues when Noah is sitting there. Yeah. Another serious brother, he had gone to impregnate a certain girl. Then it was like, oh, so you know, I can't really serve the law the way the thing is going. I said, look, shut up. Shut up. Shut up before we even start talking. Have you heard of David? This guy, David, he, he took somebody's wife, pregnanted her, do you, do you understand pregnanted hair? Yes. So the seed. The seed matured. Do you see it? Then now when the seed was coming, he said that's not enough. They are going to say I am the one. So I'm going to blame it on the husband. So he called the husband that come and pass by the house by one weekend. So that when we calculate, we'll say it's premature. Then we say it's you. When the guy came, he also decided, I won't go to the house. Now, David, he was short of ideas. So then he decided to kill the guy. And he sent him with a suicide bomb. He gave him a bomb that explodes when you open it. He said, go. Go with it. When he went to the battlefield, he opened it, then it exploded. Then he died. Then, in addition to that, after the guy died, he married the guy's wife. He said, oh, your husband is dead though, so nobody will marry you, so come, let me take care of you. And married the girl in addition. After all that, when he was dying, God said, David is a man after my own heart. You want pregnant, you have gone to pregnant? Oh, you are joking. You are joking. So sometimes you have such people in the church. They are almost, they, they look like they are incorrigible. They will never change. But they are always around. It's even a sign that God is calling them. Amen. Even some of you, your problems is because the, the call of God is on your life. I traveled with some guys to Deban recently. I, I told them, listen, the reason why you have this problem, I told the brother, not the sister, the sister, but the brother. I told the brother that, look, you, the, the fact that God has called you, that's why you have all these problems. Look, once God is interested in you, Satan is all interested in you. Yeah. It's like football. Any player Man City is interested in, United is also interested in the player. Chelsea is interested in the player. Uh, which other teams? The Liverpool is also interested in the player. Then that team that has collapsed was the Arsenal. They are also interested in the player. Yeah. Everybody. So, because God, meaning not, because God's call is on your life, Satan is also interested in you. Why is Satan interested in you? To make sure that you don't fulfill that call. Yeah. To make sure you don't fulfill. That's why, so some of you, even your problems is because God has called you. The presence of your problems is an announcement to you that you have to sit up. You have to sit up because Satan is interested in you because God is also interested in you. If you are not coming to do anything to destroy his kingdom, why would he bother about you? Satan will not bother about you. Yeah. He will not bother about you. Recently, I was driving with somebody. The person was trying to drive recklessly. I told the brother, I'm a precious life, okay? I just want you to know. <laughs> I'm a precious. Your life may be useless, but me, I'm a precious life. So better drive carefully and let's get to where we are going. People's destinies depend on me. Because you are a precious life. That's why Satan is also interested. Yeah. You are not only precious to God, you are precious to the devil also. And all these things are revealed by 
and I'm using just coming to church. Because if you look at some of the things we do, when we think about it, some people do the same and they don't come to church again. I have met several people. I have a problem. When I solve it, I will come. They, you, 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 Claire, you see that? No, this one, there's no real. But you have some people. Look, they can wake up from fornication. Do you get it? And take a towel and wet it and clean up or follow the past president's suggestion by taking a shower. And then they will come to church. So as you are preaching, things are moving within them. But they are never said die. It's a sign that God has called you. As they are sitting there, they are determined. In spite of all my issues, I will be in the church. I will be in the church. In spite of it. Yeah. Anything I see, I steal. I pastored a girl like that. Anything she sees, she steals. No, anything. It's like, look, at a point, I even sent her to go and see a specialist. It's like, the way, you see, my wife is sitting here, spy is sitting here. There are two iPhones here. There's a tablet. There's another tablet. There's my wife's bag. There's a microphone. If she was sitting here, by the time the service is over, communion, everything, and she goes home, you will see maybe the iPhones are there, but the microphone is not there. And sometimes you wonder, what is she going to do with the microphone? Because the microphone is a microphone and a receiver. The microphone doesn't work without the receiver, but she's taking the microphone home. Recently, I had a visitor, my final story. Tyler and his family and other people came to visit me. I mean, quite a number, about 10 people. No, I'm mentioning Tyler because he's just by the... the. When they left, the next day, Gladys and Adele and Yvonne came to visit me. Now, when Adele comes to my house, there are some things on my fridge she comes to play with. So as soon as she enters, she goes there. This time, to our surprise, when she entered, they were not there. So she was asking, ah. So we could see that, ah, she's worried. What's the problem? What, auntie, 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 what we doing? What we doing? Asking to say, what have you done? What are you doing? What have you done to the things on the fridge? It was later after a series of investigative moves that we found out that one of the guests we had the day before had collected the things and taken them to their house. Then later we sent spies to go and make sure that that's what happened, to confirm our suspicions. And, we, and the things were seen on the fridge in their house. Yeah. No, stop looking at Tyler. I said Tyler and other people. Not just Tyler. Yeah. No, my wife was not around to help me to monitor the guests. So nowadays, I, mo- I monitor the guests when they are in my house. What a shock. <laughs> this girl I'm talking about is like that. I finished preaching. This girl I'm talking about is like that. But... That same girl. Look, she can lie about you. You will believe the lie. Yeah. To you. That means she can lie about you to you. That, look, you are a girl. And you will believe you, not somebody or you. You you guys don't have faith. I'm telling you, you are of little. I say you will believe what she is telling you, although it's not true. Yeah. You start checking, yeah. How do you see whether you're a boy or a girl? You look under your feet. You look at the back of your head. You look in your palm. See whether you're a boy or a girl. But that same girl, sit up, Daniel. Thank you very much. That same girl, when it comes to ministry work, I've not seen anybody more called than that girl. Yeah. You deploy her into an area, she will gather everybody. There's no door she can't knock on and go in. same person. Of course, after she has gathered them, by the time she's finished with them, she has taken all their things also. 
Yeah. I think it's a, it's a multiple, multiple anointing. Folks, I am saying all this to convince you that God has a call on your life. And the Bible says that all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. If you rise up and fulfill the call of God upon your life, this blessing will come to pass in your life. Put your hands together, stand to your feet, let's bring the service to a close. Oh, Jesus, lift your hands. You finish clapping, finish clapping. Lift your hands, let us pray, Father. Thank you for every hand that is lifted up. Lord, thank you for your call upon our lives. Those who have had spectacular visitations, thank you. Those who have not had spectacular visitations, we still say thank you for coming up. If we buy this preaching, thank you. Help everybody under the sound of my voice to fulfill the call that is on their lives. We give you praise. We give you glory. We say, Lord, we will fulfill your call. Look, make a pledge to God now that you will fulfill his call upon your life. The call for fruitfulness, you will fulfill it. You will fulfill it. Our brother Ralph has gone all the way to New Zealand to fulfill the call of God on his life. You too, in your own small way, by your activities, when we come here next Sunday, we will see somebody in the church because of your activities. Somebody from your workplace, somebody from your school, somebody from your house, a friend will be in the church because of your activities. Father, hear all these pledges that are being made to you. Help us by your spirit to fulfill it. We give you glory. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You are here this morning. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I know in my heart that if I'm to die today, I will not go to heaven. Pray with me to ask Jesus to come into my life. If you are here like that, every eye closed, every head bowed. I want you to lift up your right hand quietly where you are standing. I'll pray. Close your eyes, please. Lift up your right hand quietly. I'll pray with you. Say, Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift your right hand. I'll pray. If you are lifting your hand, please lift it high above your head. I'll pray with you. I'll pray. Stop looking around. This is your chance to either go to heaven or go to hell. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. If your right hand is lifted up, come to me in the front. I'll pray with you. Lifted up your hand, my sister over there. Come, my brother at the back. Come to me. I'll pray with you. you lifted your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come, I'll pray with you. Come to Jesus. I'll pray with you. 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 Pray this prayer with me, ladies. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Father, thank you for these two. Bless them, keep them, use them to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.